all non-binary friends. And welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Fight. This is the first episode where we're actually going to see our wrestlers compete in the ring. I am so excited. I am your creative, also known as the Game Master for Worldwide Wrestling. My name is Mikey. You can find me on the TikToks, the Instagrams, and the Twitters at PopCultureGeek. And welcome to Insane Asylum Wrestling. You're in for a ride tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We have a stacked card. But what is a wrestling federation and a promotion without said wrestlers? So before we get into the action in tonight's episode, I would like to introduce my players and the wrestlers that they are going to be portraying tonight. We're going to start with Adolfo. Saludos, programas. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican, and I will be playing, oh yeah, the Macho Mage, Silbus Sparkle Zap, yeah, and in last week's episode, Rapple Dapple, I'll tell you, I concocted a potion of pain for my opponent, yeah. Yes, I love it already. <laughs> oh my goodness. John, are you going to be okay? Fine. I, I muted myself because I was laughing at Rample Dample. Like, I had no chance after that. That was what you were laughing at. I mean, the whole thing was funny. Was like, but the oh. moment it was, I got a little Rample Dample. Like, oh, God damn it. This is, I love it already. It's so good. It's so good. All right. My next player, Mini. How's it going, guys? I'm Mini Moss. My government name is Evan. Um, I, my name is Axel. I don't really remember what I did last week. I think I saved the puppy. And then there was Santa Claus. Oh, I love this so much. Alrighty. Next up, we have John. Uh, hi, my name's John Crossway, and I'm an actor and teacher and uh, I have various other things. And I will be playing Bjorn Kringleson, who is known as the slightly erotic Viking Santa. Ho, 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 no! And on last week's episode, uh, I saved a couple of puppies from being trampled, and then they uh, randomly disappeared. And then, uh, I think somebody spiked my drink, and I woke up in an alleyway across the street. So, uh, ho ho ho! <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. And then, of course, we have Tiggy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Alex, also known as Tiggy Biddles, uh, and I will be playing the heel. Uh, Barry the Wheels MacGuffin. Sorry. Barry the Wheels MacGuffin. And on last week's episode, there was some kid after the show asked me for an autograph and I punched his dad square in the jaw. How's that for an autograph, kid? I love that that's the code word. Like, never ask for an autograph or you're just going to get rocked in the face. <laughs> I have to punch his dad. Like, hey, kid, is this, your, is this your pops right here? Pop! But that's like how you sign your check. Sign all documents just with your fist. Oh, I'll give you my autograph. Bam! <laughs> Mr. McGuffin, thank you for purchasing this house. So if we could just get your signature right here. Bam! Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Oh. Here are the keys. <laughs> there are no words to describe how happy I am. <laughs> and then, of course, we have one more player who will be joining us later in the episode, Chris. And I will let him introduce his character for y'all so we can keep it a surprise. But yes! We are playing Worldwide Wrestling, a second edition. A game where anybody, whether you have knowledge of 
wrestling entertainment or not can portray a wrestler and do crazy shenanigans and all kinds of things tonight we will be running our first episode of insane asylum wrestling a small indie promotion located eh, about a couple blocks away from your house y'all ready for this (laughs) just like a vague general like your house it's like are you talking to anybody in specific or is it just like your house insane asylum wrestling is coming live from a couple blocks away from your house at a warehouse the lights begin to dim as the audience begins to settle into their seats and then slowly building to a crescendo is the theme song for insane asylum wrestling just the crowd begins to start to lose their minds yelling screaming cheering all kinds of stuff at the very top of the ramp you just see the insane asylum wrestling logo and underneath that title you see your wrestling federation's logo which is basically someone in a straight jacket losing their mind (laughs) and at the very end of said logo at the top of the entrance ramp, you just see these two swinging doors that look identical to psychiatric wards, like hospital doors that they're rectangular in shape. They have circular windows on it. <laughs> the big double door saloon door things? Yeah, the double yeah. door saloon doors is at the top of the ramp. And then the pyro just begins to go off and <laughs> begins to get the crowd hype. And then over the loudspeaker is our commentator team welcome ladies and gentlemen to another exciting episode of insane asylum wrestling i am your lead commentator tony delante with me is arnie Chekhov, my second in command and boy do we have a show for you tonight to give you a little preview of the card we have macho mage taking on the newcomer kid cuts who recently just got signed to Insane Asylum Wrestling. The veteran of Macho Mage finally eke out a victory against the new kid. Oh, do not forget though, ladies and gentlemen, we also have tag team action tonight, where Barry, the wheels MacGuffin, and Umbra be taking on the crowd favorite Team Surfenter of Tommy Tsunami and Wade Water. And then finally, ladies and gentlemen, for your main event tonight, after being brutally attacked in the alleyway last week, Bjorn is looking for answers, and he suspects the animal lover and animal Samaritan Axel. We will find out what he has to say in our main event tonight. But first, I'm getting word that our wrestlers are beginning to enter the arena. I am going to throw it back to our correspondent, Quinn McKinsley. You have the floor, Quinn. The camera cuts to the back in the locker room where you see a very young female correspondent. She's wearing very round kind of glasses with red frames. She has a checkered pattern shirt of different colors with some suspenders attached to it. And then she has the microphone. Thank you, Tony. And she begins walking through the back, and she actually runs into you, Bjorn. So, Bjorn, after what happened last week, the audience of Insane Asylum Wrestling want to know, why do you suspect Axel has anything to do with your beatdown? I don't want to point any fingers. 
I don't want to make any judgments on my list, but let me tell you this. It could have been anybody. But only one person smells like that, and only two people like dogs. Like that. I woke up in an alleyway after somebody spiked my drink, and I suspect one man. And I know you're out there. Probably eating puppies and stroking kittens. That's one way to get on the nice list. I really don't have any problems. I just want to know why I ended up in an alleyway. So uh, we're going to find that out later. We're going to figure this out. Someone's okay. going to drop a snack on you. Alrighty, so it sounds to me that you just cut a promo. Here's what I want you to do, John. I want you to roll your two six-sided dice, and then you're going to add your look to it. Oh. So cut a promo. Check my yeah, I just cut a promo. <laughs> I just pulled one out of nowhere. I look at the zero because I'm a fat slob. Six. Oh, buddy. Okay. Just for the listeners and for you, any time that you roll a six or below, it is what is known as a botch. <laughs> so hey. in this case, with cut a promo, because you botched it. Funny enough, you can't hear the audience's reaction from the back of the locker room. The audience kind of just begins to consistently boo. But there's also a lot of puzzled faces in the audience. They're like, what's he talking about? What's going on? It just doesn't connect with the oh, yeah. audience. That's exactly what that promo was. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what just happened, too. Now... I do want to say that even though you botched it, you gain plus one momentum. So on your sheet somewhere, just mark that you have a momentum. And those will come into play during your matches. Nice. Quinn takes the microphone back and begins to say, So Axel is your prime suspect, and you're going to deal with him tonight. Thank you for your time, Bjorn. She turns oh, oh, back. <laughs> and you just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk away, throw the sack over the shoulder, <laughs> and take off. Okay. Quinn looks back at the camera. So Bjorn thinks it is Axel that is responsible for what happened to him last night. We will get Axel's response to this later in the night. But back to you, Tony, for our first match of the night. Thank you, Quinn. A lovely lady she is. But yes, it is time for our first match of the night. Ladies and gentlemen... We pass it on over to our in-ring announcer, Terry. And inside the ring, you just see a caramel-skinned woman dressed in a nice little dress. Sequins of purple and black kind of pattern on it. She has a very nice kind of fro going on in her hair. She looks around the audience, takes the microphone, and just gently puts it up to her mouth. The following contest is scheduled for one fall with a 15-minute time limit. And then the lights begin to go out. And then the audience, in anticipation, begins to cheer. And all of a sudden, the... Titantron at the top of the ramp begins to oddly start to show images of sparkles and fireworks and there's just mist begins to cover the top of the ramp. So, Macho Mage, please describe your entrance to me into the ring. Okay, can I describe what the Macho Mage looks like first? Yes. 
Through the mist appears this average-sized gentleman. On the top of his head, he's wearing this satin witch's hat, which is and like light purple, and it has a orange ribbon around the the base of it. Coming down on his shoulders, on his face, he's wearing these sunglasses, but they are they look like rectangles and they are like super polarized so that like you could shave off of them and the rims are like neon yellow and blue coming down over his shoulders he's wearing a a a a cloak a wizardly cloak and the cloak has decorations of like moons and stars on it he has the cloak closed up so you can't really see what his body looks like as he slowly emerges uh, from the mist, you start to hear the harmonica from the Black Sabbath song, The Wizard, start to play. And as the instruments start to kick in, he throws his arms back and he reveals that he's wearing like a cut crop top, which is like neon green. And it's got like spangles dangling underneath. And he is, he is pudgy. All right, coming further down, he's wearing uh, what look like balloon pants, like Renaissance pants, if you will. And they are striped. They're striped Renaissance pants. And then uh, he has knee pads. And on his knee pads, there's alchemy symbols. And then uh, his boots, there's like stars and moons on his boots. And of course, his boots are like the shiny patent leather. So as he starts to slowly tread towards the ring. He actually has these two bottles, these two potion bottles in his hand. As he walks, he like rotates slowly and smoke comes from the potion bottles. He's like wafting this smoke. And as he comes to the ring, at the edge of the ring, he puts the two potion bottles down and he waves his hand over the potion bottles. As he waves one hand, he does like a a quick sleight of hand and produces what appears to be a cured beef stick, i.e. Slim Jim, <clears throat> and which he uses as a wand and starts to cast a spell over the potions. To which, once he's done, he slights a hand and the beef stick is gone. And then he slides into the ring and proceeds to go into the middle. Really quickly, Macho Mage, where are you hailing from? <laughs> From Key Bay, Florida. Yeah, that makes sense in my fantasy. As you make your way into the ring, Terry with the microphone, making their way from Key Bay, the one, the only, the master of the mystic arts, Silva Sparkle Zap. The crowd just begins to go, There's just one kid, though, in the front of the audience. This is just cheering. Yeah, you get a macho mage. But the majority of the audience is just boo. He he just as he's in the ring. Of course, he just both hands are up. He's just like slowly motioning. Yes, yes. Give me your adoration. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have you work the audience. So I need you to roll your two dice and then add your audience score to it. So everyone starts with plus one. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, on an eight, m- while most of the crowd is still booing for you, 
a couple of the people in the audience begin to come around a little bit. They're still booing you, but some of the audience is beginning to play along with you and are like, Macho Mage, Macho Mage, and start getting a from sm- Florida. <laughs> yes, he is from Florida. <laughs> the, four, the four audience members in the front who are also from Florida are like, That's yes. one of us! That's, That's one, one of us! Of us. <laughs> That's I'm exactly what happened. I'm Daytona! <laughs> Saying just names of cities like, Kiss me! Orlando! My grandma's one, two, three. me! But yes, yeah, so that little cheer, that little fan clip of yours, Macho Mage, is playing along with you. So, on your sheet somewhere, mark that you have gained one momentum. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty, so as you settle into the ring, Macho Mage, stretching it out, once again the lights go down. And at the top of the ramp, you just see the Titan Tron, you just see music start to play with the visualizers beginning to go. And for some reason, this music is like the most cheesiest, like obnoxious, like electro, like bass music. And so it's basically like a club. <laughs> exactly. <it's> a- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that begins to play. And for a moment, the beat kind of, like it just builds and builds. And at the very pinnacle of the entrance theme, the beat and the bass just drops. And just an explosion of all sorts of colored lights dancing all around the stage. An explosion of glow sticks just begin to <laughs> get thrown into the audience. And stepping through the entrance ramp, you see a younger-ish wrestler. He has a very gaudy mohawk that's dyed like the most obnoxious green going on. But in terms of his outfit, he's wearing like this black wife beater, like tank top. He has this big old, these big old poofy raver pants that he's wearing at the very bottom. And then as the music continues to play, you just see him start to, people call it a dance. Some others are just like, what is this kid doing? But he starts shuffling on the stage while like waving glow sticks in his hand until he gets to the very top of the end of the ramp and just drops with the beat, raises his arms up and begins walking to the ring as he's throwing glow sticks into the audience. Terry's back in the ring and she begins to say, from the Electrodome, making his way to the ring, the newcomer, the Kid Wonder, the Shuffle Master, Kid Cuts. As this kid is continuing to shuffle his way down to the ring, waving glow sticks around, <laughs> he steps into the ring and just takes in the adulation of the crowd. And then he walks over to you, Macho Mage. And then he holds up his hand, like in the shape of half a heart, points it towards you. And with his other hand, just gives you a thumbs up. How close is he to me? I mean, he's close enough. Oh, man. Man. Why does that question feel like if you were asking if he was in melee range? Because <laughs> that's oh, exactly what's about to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, to hell with it. The Macho Mage is going to slide a hand, his uh, Slim Jim back out. He's just going to whack him over the head with it. And uh, we're going to start the match. As soon as you do it, ding, ding, ding. The bell rings to begin the match. Kid cuts, just steps back, looks at you, disappointed but then just throws the glow sticks off the 
apron and then begins the match. So this is how in-ring action works. So this system, Worldwide Wrestling, uses what is called the 1-2-3. Adolfo, because you took Kid Cuts by surprise, you are in control right now. So you're going to narrate your setup move, and then you're going to pick up your first six-sided die. Then the opponent, I will narrate the response to that. Then you narrate your transitional move or taunt that you do. Pick up your second one, ask for the response. And then when it goes back to you, you roll the d6 to see if you can narrate your big showcase spot successfully. So it's like, you go, I respond, you go, I respond, you set up your big spot, and then see if you're successful and maintain control. (laughs) So, you hit poor Kid Cuts with the meat stick. (laughs) So... What is your first move? So for the first move, okay, okay. So for the first move, of course, the, the cloak is it, it fly. He, he tosses the cloak off of him so that the cloak is out of the ring. For a little, after a little go, after a little walk around, a uh, little dancing around, they're gonna lock up, and okay. from the lock up, from lock up, he's gonna try to put him into a headlock. So kid cuts grabs your hands in response to the lockup okay. and then he is going to try to maintain positioning and keep you from doing the headlock but he doesn't do it successfully so then he you put him in a headlock and he's just kind of oh. okay. <laughs> so you're you're still in control of this match so what is your next transition okay from headlock let's go into a push off no from headlock from a headlock. Can I go from a headlock to an Irish whip? Yeah, I mean, you just narrate okay. how you do that and you're good to go. <laughs> okay, all right. So then the, the mach- so Macho Mage is going to... Got him a headlock and he's really... He's trying to work the headlock. Work the headlock and he's looking out at the, at the crowd. And as the Macho Mage moves, he is constantly... His mouth is constantly moving like he's casting a spell so he's like when people look at him he, he's he's totally just like uh, oh the sunglasses are still on by the way just saying just out there so he's gonna go he's gonna work the headlock once work the headlock twice on the third time that's when he's gonna go into an irish whip into the rope and he's irish whip into the rope and when Kid Cut, that's the guy's name, right? Kid Cut. Mm-hmm. Kid okay. Cuts, uh huh. All right, Kid Cuts. So when if if Kid Cuts bounces back, uh, Macho Mage is gonna attempt a flying forearm. All righty. So into the Irish whip, into the rope. So that definitely says he tries to stop himself with the ropes, but poor Kid Cuts with the force that you threw him at is unable to stop himself in the rope, so he bounces off and is going towards you. So you're going to give him the forearm, correct? Yep. Okay, so now, since you are giving him the forearm, go ahead and roll your 2d6. Damn. So are you... So I was going to say, are you showing your physical strength, your technique, or... Yes, are you going more for physical... power to show your power or to more show to your technique to kid cuts more technique right now 
Okay, so you're going to roll your 2d6, and you're going to add work to it. Okay, yeah, well, it's still... It's just six. Buddy. <laughs> okay, so it is a botch. So you botch the spot. As you attempt to go for the forearm, Kid Cuts at the last moment gains his ring awareness, and he, seeing that you have the arm ready to go for the forearm... He just ducks underneath you, continues to run to the other side of the ring, bounces off, and then hits a forearm of his own with the assist of the ropes. And so now Kid Cuts is in control of the match. (laughs) Okay. Seeing how I'm a jobber, and my whole role is that I lose, right? When I miss the my forearm my initial forearm i totally want to oversell it miss the forearm and then just like but then he's still like chanting (laughs) right and then the slow turnaround so that kid to to make kid cuts forearm look that more like awesome you know how that happens sometimes in the ring where like the one guy will miss and he'll be like what and like the other guy like Slowly turns around as he slowly turns around. That's when the other guy like comes around and, and hits him, and it's just oh. what I, that's what I'm shooting for. Okay, so yeah, that's a cosmetic thing. I will say so in the wrestling business, that is what the term that we use is sell. So Macho Mage is selling for Kid Cuts, making him no, not the Shawn Michaels oversell. <laughs> that's a different type of selling. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, so Macho Mage, you are selling for Kid Cuts. With that impact of his own forearm, so now he is in control of the match. So, Kid Cuts is at first going to attempt. He's going to pick you back up, grab you into a headlock. So, he's going to try to mirror what you are doing to him. So, currently, he has you in the headlock. So, what is your response right now? (laughs) Does he have me in the headlock? Oh, man, the classic. I don't like where this yeah. is going. <laughs> oh, no, don't want to do that. No. I'm gonna. So as he has me in the headlock, I I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. to uh, Macho Mage is gonna try to push it off so that he can push it off and try to uh, push him into a turnbuckle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So easy enough. So your years of experience, headlocks are easy for you. So yeah. Kid Cuts has you in the headlock, but then your response is you easily get out of it, and then you push him, and it backs him up into the turnbuckle. So Kid Cuts seeing this is... I'm assuming you're prepared, you're going to attempt to start charging at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will say that you start running towards him, and as Kid Cuts sees this, he's actually going to attempt... So, seeing you, Macho Mage, in all your razzle-dazzle coming towards him, Kid Cuts is actually going to take the top rope and hop over onto the outside of the apron as you come colliding into the turnbuckle yourself. And what he's going to attempt to use the leverage from the top rope to bounce himself up, and then with his foot he's gonna try to kick the back of your head using an assisted kind of like 
using the ropes as assistant. So he is going to roll to see if he does that. No, so that is a botch. So, Macho Mage, you get to narrate how Kid Cuts fails this kick. Alright, so Macho Mage charges Kid Cut as he's in the corner in the turnbuckle. Kid Cut then jumps the rope, and of course Macho Mage goes into the turnbuckle so people can get that glorious you know, when those wrestlers go into that turnbuckle. And as Kid Cut comes and tries to bring the foot around, Macho Mage is gonna... I wanna try to... Macho Mage is gonna try to catch his leg. Oh, boy. Okay. So, yeah, so that's easy enough. After trying to kick the back of your skull using the leg, you are able to, again, ring awareness sets in, and you grab onto his leg, and so now he is at your mercy. So you are now back in control of the match. Okay. So it is your first go. So then I pretty much want to... Golly, I don't know what it would be called. But I, in control of his leg, I, Macho Mage wants to pretty much whip him down. Kind of like an Irish whip, but with the leg. If you whip. The Irish... <laughs> yeah, I think the Irish leg whip is something different, though. Anyway, but yeah, so it, Macho Mage... It's our was, world. Right. <laughs> we make the rules. <laughs> so the Macho Mage is, go, is going to whip him down to the mat... And then I would like to put some sort of... I want to do that. Or is it too early in the match? Too early in the match. I want to whip him down, and then I just want to stomp on his nuts. We're going for the nut shots already. Because the crowd loves the nut shot. Listen, as a wrestling fan, we all love a low blow. (laughs) Alrighty, Kid Cuts, as he's trying to get away, he attempts to start crawling, but you have a good grip on his leg. And as he turns around to try to uses free leg to kick you you just begin stomping on this poor kid's nutsack <laughs> and just continuing to do so and thank goodness he's wearing a cup but he begins selling the nut shots that you are giving him from your foot stomp good so uh, now it is you're up for your next transition right so only two nut shots only two don't want to over not too much after the second one going to propel myself back bounce off the rope, and try to come down with an elbow. Okay, easy enough. So as you transition, as Kid Cuts is still reeling from the nut two nut shots, just to be clear, Macho Mage, you go run against the rope, and you bounce off, and then with the momentum of the rope, you just fling yourself forward and elbow drop this poor kid. So now he's clutching his chest, and is just on the ground writhing. All right, big spot time. So what is this big spot of yours that you're attempting to do? Oh, boy. All right. So I just dropped the elbow. Let's go. Macho Mage drops the elbow, connects. He'll pop up, grab Kid kid Cut, quote-unquote, grab kid, Kid Cut's hair, right? Pull him up and into, let's try, let's try a, a scoop slam. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to have you roll plus body for this one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's what happens. As soon as you do and slam Kid Cuts onto the ground, the crowd that was once booing you at the beginning of this match begins to pop and begin going, oh, 
and the crowd is just starting to get ecstatic and is in to this match so not only do you retain control of the match but you also gain one momentum macho mage so here we go again so you're still in control so what is your setup okay so scoop slam he's now on the floor i'm gonna look at the audience and look over to the to one of the, the one of the two potion bottles that are on the side of the ring there and i'm gonna point to the potion bottle to the potion bottles and then slowly open and extend my hand i'm gonna walk over to the potion bottles and then i'm gonna grab them pick them up and raise them up and start heading back uh, to kid cut with the two potion bottles held over over my head all right and the whole time he's still doing like the weird chanting casting a spell thing oh i love it so much all right so kid cuts is still reeling from that slam as he turns over onto the floor he is going to he sees you coming with the two bottles and he slowly begins to stand up and that kind of trying to maintain his balance kid cuts is just now up but he still looks dazed and trying to collect himself so second so transition or end setup it is back to you macho mage okay see i'm a jobber i'm supposed to lose this shit i wanna is there a way i can cue kids cut so that he can drop just a big foot into my chest okay so what you're telling me is that you want him to start to regain control. So yeah. you are essentially using the comeback move where you hand control and narration back to your opponent. So is that what you would like to do? Yes. Yeah. So okay. the way it's the way it's going to present itself is as if the Macho Mage is channeling these spells into this potion bottle these two potion bottles and like he's starting they're starting he's starting to shake them and they're starting to shake and he's starting to like vibrate and as he gets closer and closer to to kids kid cut and he's his chanting is getting louder and louder to build that that tension and then once he gets close enough kid cut can just give him the big boot okay so that definitely happens so kid cuts begins the comeback he gives you the big boot and then he begins to set up, regaining his composure after giving you the big boot. I'm assuming you're just like dazed a little bit with you still have your bottles in your hand, correct? Yeah, but I want to do the that the reaction of he he the, the macho mage definitely folds himself in his oh, and so you're still like this currently, correct? And he he does have the bottles in his hand. Or no, the bottles okay. are, he's dropped the bottles now. The bottles are now dropped. Okay. So with you clutching and you still upright, Kid Cuts then is going to go for one of his signature moves, which is the sh which is riding the rail. So essentially what he does is seeing his opportunity, Kid Cuts runs towards you, takes his leg, pushes himself up into the air a little bit from your leg, and basically, riding the rail for him is a step up in Siguri, where as he steps up with his other leg, using the momentum, he kicks the side of your head. 
So your response to getting kicked upside the head. I will allow the kick to the head. Okay. So as you are reeling from the step of Itsuguri, the right of the rail, Kid Cut sees his opportunity. As you begin to back your way up into the corner, Kid Cuts will run towards, hop, ov- hop over, jump on the top turnbuckle, and attempt to give you basically a diamond cutter from the top turnbuckle. Okay, I will... Okay. <laughs> and that is one of his finishers called the bass drop. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I will... Yeah, I... No, I, 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 let, I let him drop. I, I let him bass drop. And I just... <laughs> I sell it, though. I, I sell it really good. Yes, you sell things very good. <laughs> As he does the bass drop onto you, and you reel from it. Macho Mage, you find yourself just falling to the mat where Kid Cuts rolls, kind of roll, runs over to you, slides, picks up the leg, up, referee, one, two, three. The bell rings, and from the outs- over the loud PA speakers, you just hear Terry go, the winner of this match Kid Cut and Kid Cut's just still holding his sternum from getting, you know, worked on, raises his hand up as his entrance music begins to play. And as his theme music continues to play, he begins to shuffle into the ring and just celebrate as the crowd is just throwing glow sticks at him into the ring. Macho Mage, you roll out of the ring and you begin heading back up the ramp as Kid Cuts continues to celebrate in the ring. The camera turns back to the commentator booth where Tony Delonte begins to give his debrief of that match. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a stellar opener match. It seemed as if Macho Mage had Kid Cuts on the rope, but this newcomer is was just too tough for our veteran jobber. But that was an excellent match. Shout out to both men for doing an amazing job. Oh, I am receiving word that our other participant in our main event tonight has just arrived to the arena. So, I will hand it back over to Quinn McKinsley. Quinn, what do you got for us? Camera goes backstage into the locker room. Quinn, just thank you, Tony. We have we have Axel just arriving into the arena right now. Axel, now remember. Axel, because you're super tall, Quinn yeah, is very like six foot seven, <laughs> and she's a tiny four foot five, and she just looks up at you, Axel. I'm my microphone lady. You're so little today. Quinn just smiles at you. Why? Thank you. But Axel, Bjorn earlier in the night made a bold statement saying that you are responsible for what happened to him last week by someone tampering with his drink and then beating him up leaving him for dead in the alley what is your comments and is it true who's bjorn quinn just like patches shelver how do i put this he's santa claus santa claus last week i saw him with puppies but you want to see a puppy (laughs) pull out just like i have a leash Pick it up by the leash because I have no idea what I'm doing. And I pick up like this like tiny puppy. And Quinn's just like, oh, still holding the microphone. She takes in her free hand. She just hugs the puppy. 
Oh, so cute. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? But Santa Claus, I did get, I do, I did punch him. He put me on his naughty list. Did he now? As Quinn's still playing with the puppy in her arms. I don't know why. I like puppies. I do good things. And it's just not possible I'm on the naughty list because it doesn't make any sense because I'm just like, I'm puppy guy and I'm big and strong, so I know I'm scary, but like, so I punched Santa Claus because I wanted to get back on his nice list, so I punched him. What you're saying is, Axel, do you want Bjorn to add you onto the nice list should you beat him tonight? Yes. I'm on nice list. Alrighty, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and she holds her earpiece. Alright. Folks, this just in. I have just received word from our general manager, Reba Stonebank, that tonight we have a stipulation in the main event. Should Axel beat Bjorn tonight in the main event, he must put... Axel back on the nice list. Nice list! I'm gonna start running around, and then forget the puppy, <laughs> and then come back and grab the puppy. It's bye, puppy! <laughs> and as you are running around, and you leave off camera to get ready for your match, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Things here at Insane Asylum Wrestling always continue to get more interesting. But I am going to have hand it back over to our commentary team. Tony? Thank you, Quinn. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard it here from our general manager, Reba Stonebake. Tonight's main event is going to have the stipulation. Should Axel win, Bjorn must put Axel back on the nice list. Things are escalating really quickly. But ladies and gentlemen, now we move on to our next match for tonight. Things have been building up in the tag team division. And some might say that we have an odd pairing here. Will they be victorious against the crowd favorite team Surf and Turf? Let us go to the ring now for this action. <laughs> the camera cuts back to the ring. Terry in her nice purple and black dress. The following is a tag team match scheduled for one fall. What? And as the music begins to play, the first team to make out to their way first is actually going to be the team of Wheels and Umbra. <laughs> so, first things first, Umbra, please introduce yourself, your IRL self, and who you're playing as your gimmick, and what your entrance looks like. Alright, first off, hi everyone, sorry I'm late. <laughs> but yep, this is Chris, aka I am. I am playing the Umbral Talon, short name for Umbra. He is a provocateur, and as he walks out to the ring, the the music starts pretty low, pretty dark, and he has this very somebody, these black, kind of shiny, leatherish pants on that you could probably glare from a mile away. He comes out in this, like, black tank top that's ripped in random places. And as he walks to the front to the, and the music builds up, the drop of the music starts and he actually drops into a split and on cue as he hits the floor, the explosions happen right behind him. Yes! 
And then without even touching the floor, he just brings his legs together to bring him up. And he begins walking towards the ring. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> Alrighty. Next up, as you are picking yourself back up, your tag team partner makes their way to join you on the top of the entrance ramp. So, Wheels, go ahead and describe what your entrance looks like. Penny farthing motorcycle. It's just a giant monster truck wheel in the front and like a regular ass bicycle wheel in the back. And I'm riding in on just like just a ragtime music just playing in. And yeah, I'm just riding in and then I get to the ring and I get off and I walk on and just I have a towel around my neck that I leave on the handlebars and I just climb down and I just step into the ring. The two of you make your way to the ring. You each do on different turnbuckles, kind of adulate, get crowd reaction. Some people are into it, but for most of it, you just are boo. And they're opponents. And at the top of the ramp, you just hear like the cheesiest like reggae song just start playing at the top of the ramp. Like it's like bootleg Bob Marley. <laughs> and out comes these two individuals. The first one is a little bit of a taller, older gentleman. He is has salt and pepper gray hair. He's wearing like the most gaudy like puka shell necklace around his neck. And he is wearing like this very like traditional like light blue with patterned upon trees Tommy Bahama shirt on. He's rocking like these flip like these regular brown flip flops and swim trunks. And then his tag team partner is a bit of a younger guy. Blonde hair, very tanned. It looks like he got burnt a little bit. He stayed in the sun for too long. So he has some shades on. When he takes the shades off, you just see the white where the shades were. But everything else is just like lobster, red, and pink. And he just looks like he got a sunburn. Also wearing a gaudy puka shell necklace with some flip-flops and Tommy Bahama shirt and swim trunks. Blonde hair. And in the ring, you just hear the ring announcer, Terry. And hailing from Venice Beach, California, Tommy Tsunami and Wade Water. Team Surf and Turf. And the crowd just loses their shit. You just, everyone's just like, Surf and Turf. Surf and Turf. Surf and Turf. And they just casually like, what's up, brah? As they're walking down to the ring, they're like high-fiving the kids in the audience. They're like, hang loose, brudah. And just this lackadaisical. So they step into the ring. They get into the middle of it. The blonde gentleman, Wade, just goes to his knees with Tommy standing behind them. And then together, they just at the same time, arms up and then give the hang loose signal. <laughs> And so they go to their corner. So we are about to do some tag team action. So Umbra and Wheels, who is beginning the match? I'm willing to take first go. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Alrighty. So Umbra, you are in the ring first. And Wade, the blonde gentleman, is going to be starting first. You start in control of this match so what is your setup so what is the first thing you want to do so i'm gonna so umbro begins by who's first on their team saying 
So it is Wade. So it is the younger of Seam t- Surf and Turf, the blonde hair boy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I'll begin by like circling him, just eyeing him up and down. And I'm going to start up. And while just looking him up and down, I'm going to suddenly just go to sprint and lock with him. Grapple. All right, so you guys are in a lock. So his response to this, he's going to grab you, and then he's going to, both of you, go back and forth in that grapple. So you are still in control. So what is your next setup? I am going from the grapple. Let's see. I'm going to attempt to throw him into the rope. Okay. So easy enough. In the grapple, you just grab him, and then you just throw him into the rope where he bounces off and the rope's momentum as he attempts to stop himself doesn't work out all too well and he bounces off the rope and that momentum is pushing him back forward towards you. So now here is your big spot. So what is the move that you are going to do? I'm going to attempt to... I'm going to do... Actually, as he's coming back at me, I'm going to do like this almost like jump spin to basically kick him with my leg as he's... I basically clothesline him with my leg. Please, <laughs> Louise, you're giving him the spin kick? Damn. <laughs> I'm an acrobat. <laughs> what are you- I, I know, but damn. All right. So you are going to roll 2d6. And because yep. you are showing off your athleticism with your acrobatics, I'm going to roll and you're going to add your body to it. 2d6 plus body. That's what I wanted. All right. Uh, So that's going to come out to a total of eight. Got a nine on the dice and I'm minus one for body. (laughs) All right. So with an eight, Wade knocked the bejesus out of him with that spinning kick. (laughs) And he could just barely on his legs. But now he's dazed and confused, holding the impact of where you kicked him. And so the crowd is getting into it. Mostly, some of them are still booing, but I, I, they... I just want to say, go for it. Yeah, I just want to say after I hit him, because I'm probably end up on my back too. I roll over and basically get into almost like a Spider-Man stance, landing stance, looking at oh, him. <laughs> my gosh! <laughs> All right, that's easy enough. So while the crowd is still booing you, they're still keeping their eyes on the match, and so you manage to keep the attention of the audience. And so you're still in control, so here's your choice. You can either hand control of the match to Wade, and if you do so, you get plus one momentum, or you get to continue with control. So do you want to hand it off, or do you want to continue in control of the match? I'm going to continue with control. Okay, so fair enough. So same thing, you're up first. What is your initial setup? What are you doing next from the Spider-Man pose? So from that pose, I'm just looking right at him as he's all dazed and confused, and I'm just going to taunt him to basically, like, come at me. Damn, okay. So in response to the taunt, being the young, brash one of Team Surf and Turf, his response to that is he is going to start full-on charging at you, which leads into your setup. What are you doing next? How tall is he? Wade is, he's average, he's 5'4". I'm going to have Umbra, as he's charging at me, I'm going to just pop up from my stance and basically leapfrog over him as he's running towards me. 
<laughs> I love that move. Alrighty. In response, he crashes into the turnbuckle. I'm going to say that he is in your corner, Umbra. And then Wheels, he just crashed into your corner. Umbra, you are still in control of the match, but now he is in your corner where your tag team partner is. So what is your move? I'm... I'm basically going to rush Adam to basically spear him into, basically throw a spear at him into the turnbuckle more. You're going to spear the poor kid? Jeez, <laughs> uh, Louise. Okay. So because you, oh man, you're showing your physical athletic ability. Once again, you're going to roll your 2d6 and add body to it. All right, let's do this. Uh, that's going to be a six. Ooh, so that <laughs> is a botch. So, Wade, as dazed as he is, sees you coming over with the spear. And you just full on, he hops the leapfrog that you gave earlier. Wade does the same and leapfrogs over you. Using your back as momentum, since your center of gravity is lower because you're going in mm-hmm. for the spear. And using the momentum with his hands pushes off the back of your back, leapfrogging over, making your, the momentum that you're going at a little bit harder, and you full-on crash shoulder-first into the middle turnbuckle. And I will say, because you botched it, now Wade is in control of the match. And because he is in control at this point, seeing that you're struggling a little bit, Wade looks at you, Wheels, and does the bring it on motion to you. Alright, so, so I'll have like my hand stretched out for uh for Umbra to tag me back in. Yeah, I'll tag him back. <laughs> Alright. So you tag him back in and wheels, you are now in the match. So your response to that come on motion is you tagged yourself in. And so now you're in the match. So Wade, seeing this, kind of puts his two hands up gently and gets closer to you and then grabs your hands and you kind of go into a lock so what is your response to this lock okay to this lock i want to try and spin him around to go into a half nelson grab oh damn (laughs) i love it all righty wade attempts to get out of it but he doesn't do so successfully So now he is stuck in this Nelson, and thus now you have control of the match wheels. All right. So from here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to like take him and run into the ring and and sort of do like a shoot the ropes kind of thing where I throw him into the ring and have him bounce back at me for another for for a haymaker or something. (laughs) Oh, I need to see if this part works first. So, yeah, so the way that it works is that you do that. So his response is that, once again, as you throw him into the ropes, he tried to catch it himself, but is unsuccessful. And the momentum of the ropes bounces him back towards you. So now is your setup. So what is your second step? Um, the second step would be uh, the clothesline as he comes around. Just a good old stiff arm, which successfully you just... Uh, and Wade goes down. <laughs> so now, what is your spot? So what is going to be your move? At this point, I'm assuming he's on the ground. I'm going to go for like a half backflip drop 
<laughs> like on onto his chest. So stand stand like in with my back facing him, but do a backflip and land in a elbows down sort of dive on top of him. Okay. So this sounds like a standing moonsault, which is basically what you just described, so that's okay. awesome. <laughs> sure. Okay. And because this is very acrobatic and athletic of you, I am going to have you roll your dice and add body. Cool. Body is minus one, right? It happens. I think, yeah, body is minus one. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a five. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that is a botch. <laughs> yep. So as oh, you hurt. <laughs> oh, so as you attempt to do a standing moonsault onto poor Wade, as you complete the rotation and you start coming down with the force of gravity with the purpose of landing on top of him, Wade rolls out of the way just in time for you to just land on the mat. And it's just, bam, really hard. That hurts. And so you're just like, uh, on the ground, on the mat. And now control goes back over to Wade. So what he's going to do first is he's going to stand up and he is going to go to his corner and he does tag and tags in Tommy. So Tommy is the older of the two. So he comes into the ring. So what is your response to Tommy being tagged in wheels? I'm going to put up I'm going to put up them dukes and come on. I can take on the bro- I can take on both brothers. Let's go. <laughs> All righty. So seeing that you have the dukes up, Tommy just put, brings his hands up looks at them, tries to does the fix, and just just shakes it. And then he puts up the kind of hang loose signs of his fingers. And it's just, yeah. And then with the fingers, with the pinkies, he's just going to go boop into the eyes. <laughs> oh, oh, that is, oh, ooh. So what is your response to getting poked into the eye? Probably out to grab my eyes in real life. But in character move, I think what I'm going to do is maybe do like a chest kick to try and create some space. Okay. So that's easy enough. So after getting poked in the eye, you're just like, uh uh-huh. And then you just jump up and kick Tommy with your feet, which pushes him back a little bit. It pushes him into the ropes. And for his move... He is going to use the momentum of the rope and essentially just flying forward. He's just going to just basically frog splash you just minus jumping off the top rope. So he's just going to he's just going to with his beer belly. He's just going to go onto you. And that is a success. (laughs) So this impact, he just squishes you. And it's just like, with the forward momentum of bouncing off the ropes, he comes flying forward and just... The commentators are just screaming and yelling, That's the boogie drop! The boogie board drop! Oh my gosh! (laughs) And so, he is still in control, so what he's going to do is... He's going to pick you up, Wheels, and then he's just going to Irish whip you back into the corner where Umbra is there. So how do you respond? I'm gonna, as I get whipped into the corner, I'm gonna sort of like whip my head over and look at him real quick. Okay. Do you want to say anything? <laughs> no, I just see what your response is real quick and just see like what you're doing. Umbra is watching, easily frustrated. You can see him, he like is shaking out his shoulder, like as if he's getting ready, would be ready to go back in. 
Alright, then I will throw an arm over to to do a tap out. Or to, to tag in, not a tap out. Tag in. No, <laughs> I was going to say. Right terminology. Use right terminology. Not a here. tap out, a tag in. But yeah, okay. So you tag in Umbra. So that is the response to that. Still in control of the match. Tommy just looks at you, Umbra. Just one hand in his pocket. The other one kind of gives the peace sign. And it's just like, brada. <laughs> so what is your response to the peace sign? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to perch myself up on the turnbuckle that's right near me, but I'm going to perch myself up there in a way where I'm only standing, up, where I'm holding myself on it with just one hand, with both my legs out. <laughs> oh, boy. If he's going to taunt, I'm going to taunt back. All right, so you taunt his response. He just slowly nods his head, and it's just like, yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> he is going to, in response to that, he is going to start running towards you. All right. As he's running towards me, I want to see if I can jump off the turnbuckle at him to where I can basically catch, catch him with an arm midair and just slam him to the ground as I'm jumping off of there. Okay, so it looks like using the momentum, you're going to do... Yeah. <laughs> A top turnbuckle arm drag, so that should be yeah. fun. So yeah, so easily enough, as a response, you do that. Tommy is on the floor, so those are the two responses. So on the floor, obviously because of that move, you are your center of gravity is now on the floor. <laughs> okay, so as you, in your mind, are like, yeah... Is this is going to be easy. This is going to be a win. Tommy is actually, you don't notice him. He just slides up next to you. And using the momentum of sliding forward, he's actually going to arch your back up, grabbing your wrists, wrapping his legs around your legs, and grabbing the hands. He's going to attempt to put you into an inverted surfboard in which this is his finisher known as the Big Kahuna. <laughs> so, he's going to roll, and that is a success with nowhere to go. There are two choices you have here, Umbra. You can tap, or you can continue to try to hold on. But as a warning, if you do, it's going to get more painful in this surfboard. Oh, I'm not tapping. It's too early to tap. He has you in this surfboard, and now he begins to continue to just keep pushing you up further and further up into the air. You begin to feel the tension of your arms begin to pull tighter and tighter, and your muscles are starting to stretch past their normal point. <laughs> what is your response? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to attempt to, with my kind of bendiness that I have, that I've been showing off, try to wriggle my way out of it. Okay. So you attempt to wriggle the way out of it, and in response, Tommy just... Though you are facing up in the sky, you start to feel a sinister presence coming from Tommy as you just feel his hands grip tighter around your wrist, and he just... 
pushes you to the highest point possible. Your arms are now beginning to, the muscles in your body are, in your arms specifically, are now beginning to be pulled. And you can feel that in any moment, your arms are going to snap. So what is your response? Oh, I'm, I'm probably like screaming in pain right now. I probably just sh shouted help or something to try to get Wheels' attention to help break me out of this. Okay. I'm going to slide in the ring uh, as that happens <laughs> and do some sort of roundhouse kick to try and get get the brother off. Okay, so, Wheel, that is the response for you. So at this point, Wheels, as you're coming towards to aid Umbra and try to get him out of this big kahuna surfboard, Wade just appears next to you, and he's going to attempt to knock you to your feet and do the same to you. Oh my god, this dude has Misty Step, okay. And he is successful. So, without hesitation, <laughs> he sweeps your leg. He sweeps your leg, Wheels, and Wade puts you in a surfboard like Tommy's, but this one is called the Little Kahuna. And so now, both you and Umbra, side by side in the middle of the ring, are now... Just being put in this inverted surfboard. Well, it's not good. <laughs> As you two begin to try to figure out how you're going to do this, coming from the top of the ramp, <laughs> you just see a female wrestler. She has these boxer like fighting gloves on. She is, and she has this white shirt with some black suspenders on her. Wearing like booty shorts with combat boots on and you both of you actually the audience including those of you in the back of the locker room you know this to be Tana the current I a W champion so standing up in the ring she just calmly walks over with the belt in her hand with her signature white towel wrapped around her kind of neck, the crowd just begins losing their mind and they just start cheering for Tana, 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 Tana. She just walks calmly up to the corner as the two of you look over in disbelief and are just still in the surfboard. She takes the towel off slowly. She looks at it. She looks at you. She looks at the towel. Oh, she no. looks at you again. And with the most evilest smile across oh, her no. face, throws the towel into the ring. The ref sees it and has the <laughs> rings for the bell. Ding, ding. Tommy and Wade at this point drop you two to the ground. Your winners of this match, Vio. Throwing in the towel, the team of Tommy Tsunami and Wade Water, Team Surf and Turf. And as Team Surf and Turf hug each other and celebrate in the ring, the two of you still on the ground, hugging your arms from almost getting them snapped off, turn over to Tana's direction. She steps into the ring, grabs a microphone, walks over to the two of you still on the ground and looks down on you and says, You gave it a good effort, boys. 
But there's a reason why you will never hold this championship. Now, I'm sure you'll find out later tonight, but good old Reba has set up a tournament for the next couple of weeks to find a number one contender. And I just figured I'd come out and see what the competition is like. I guess I don't have anything to worry about. She looks at Team Surf and Turf. They just look at her. She, like, jumps forward a little bit like she's about to hurt them. And the two of them just start running off. <laughs> she turns back to the two of you. She says, good luck in the tournament, boys. You're going to need it. Flips the microphone and hits the mat with the belt. Just holds it in the ring. And the crowd is just like, Tana, 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 Tana. And as... Is the towel, is the towel still there on the ground? Yes, it is. Is it near me? It is now. I'm angry at that because cause she just fucked us over. Because I'm going to grab the towel and as she's walking away, try to sneak up behind her and use the towel as a way to just pull her back down into the <laughs> mat. Oh, shit. Listen, Umbra has gone off the deep end. Okay. <laughs> I'm mad. Okay. So I'm deciding I when we're done. Oh no! I'm gonna I'm gonna be ready with a leg drop if it. If it... Alrighty, she is going to because you are trying to take her down because she screwed you guys over. I'm assuming you're really upset and you can get payback for it. So Umbra, I'm going to have you roll work real stiff. So you're gonna roll your two d6 and you are gonna add your real to it. Oh boy. Oh, okay, this is not negative. 2d6, let's see. That's not a good face. Oh, buddy. Okay. So. I need you to roll better, buddy. Here's what happens as you take the towel and you attempt to and try to pull it down with her, she. When her ring awareness is just, you got to do better than that. She ducks as you try to put the towel around her. And with her arms, she grabs you by the waist, crouching down, avoiding the towel whip. She grabs you by the waist, Umbra, and you begin to move forward as she moves backwards. And she German suplexes you into the floor as you come landing crashing onto the ground you feel something in your lower back just twist in a way that it's not supposed to your lower back upon impact of the mat is now not in the best of places right now so on your sheet needs you to mark one injury box. You are now injured. <laughs> As she gets back up, she takes the towel, winds it up a little bit, and just in one last fuck you move, just basically whips the towel straight into your chest as you're lying on the floor. And looks at you, Wheels, gives the little, eh, turns around and begins walking back up the ramp. <laughs> Yeah, I was ready, but it's. I think I went from getting ready to do a leg drop to just stretching, like casually. <laughs> like the audience members all saw me like get ready, and it's just like, no, 
as Tana begins walking up the ramp, Wheels, you are left in the ring with Umbra just in excruciating pain, just holding onto his lower back and just rolling. At this point, the medical team comes running down to the ring and begins to take a look at you, Umbra. And as they load you onto the stretcher to take you to the back, do you have any words for Wheel? I don't know what I would say at this point. Jesus. Uh, I know uh, what I would say as you're getting carried off. Yeah. <laughs> we gave him a hell of a run. We'll get him next time. Aww. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reach up and just go to like high five or shake hands. Yeah, something quick so you can go back to clutching your back. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Umbra on your sheet, somewhere you can write or type whatever your format is, you now have plus one heat with the insane asylum wrestling champion Tana. So you have plus one heat with her now. Alrighty, as all this is going on, camera cuts back to the commentary team where Tony Delante is just like, my God, ladies and gentlemen, I am speechless as to what we just saw. Team Surf and Turf were able to win, and then in a moment of payback gone wrong, our IAW champion Tana Turner just, my God, an atrocity against Umbra. We will keep you updated on Umbra's condition as the show goes on. But let us take our time. And now we move on to the main event for tonight. Let us go back to our correspondent, Quinn McKinsley. And she is standing by with both of our competitors. The camera cuts to the back. And kind of like... AEW Rampage style, you just, like, people on the TV monitors are seeing Quinn in the middle. On the left side, you have Bjorn. On the right side, you have Axel, like, in separate holding areas for the match. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Well, I appreciate it. So, gentlemen, we have arrived to the main event of tonight's Insane Asylum Wrestling match. Should Axel win... He must be put back on the nice list. Bjorn, first question for you. What makes you so sure that Axel is responsible for what happened to you last week? There's only one simpleton simple enough to do simple things to me. And that's that puppy-loving Axel. I took him off the nice list for a reason. And I knew I was right. I woke up in an alleyway covered in broken dreams and booze. And I know it was you, boy. I know it was you. Quinn goes to you, Axel. Axel, what is your response to these allegations? Are you sure you just didn't drink too much whiskey? Ho, ho. What are you even talking about? You done lost your mind. I don't have a mind to loot weight. What's that? We're going to go in that ring tonight. And I'm going to defend my right to put anyone I want on whatever list it is because I'm Bjorn Kringleson. Ho, ho, no. IAW faithful, it is main event time. And the crowd just, you just hear them cheer. All right. Terry once again is in the ring. The following contest scheduled for a 15 minute time limit or until TV time runs out. Oh, Jesus. 
It is a stipulation match. Should Axel defeat Bjorn tonight, he must be put back on the nice list. And upon saying that, the lights go dark. And first we... You know what? I'm just going to let them do it. Axel, what does your entrance look like? So what you guys hear over the loudspeakers for music is a very... Is a cover, a death metal cover of Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. But it's a death metal cover. And what you lighting-wise is a mixture of, like, pinks. It's like the color of the rainbow, just these bright colors and walking out is a six foot seven 280 pound hulking mass of a man that is nothing but a mohawk covered in tattoos that are just like of these chibi animals puppies kittens rabbits and he's wearing just classic black like almost like compression shorts and boots very just mean looking but has a big ass smile on his face when he comes to the ring, his arms are up and he turns around, but when he turns around, his back is this, like, huge, like, skull dragon tattoo from his MMA days that he has no recollection of ever being there. So it looks absolutely terrifying and super badass, but he turns back around, he's, like, coming out of the ring, he's carrying on his shoulders a fully grown Siberian husky from the shelter that's on his shoulders, like, he's walking out to the ring. When he gets to the ring, he gets to the- he grabs- immediately just takes a mic from somebody and goes, this is Pepsi. She needs somebody to adapt her from the shelter. And he gives it back the mic and he holds the dog in the air and is just waiting for the crowd to cheer him on. As you're walking down to the ring with Poopsy the Siberian Husky, you're just one of the audience members is like, I'll adopt her. And then in the middle of all that, you just start helping her fill out the paperwork. For the top of the ramp, once this is happening, someone, Axel, just start fast walking towards you. It is the uh, head person in charge at the animal shelter that you volunteer at. Her name is Tina. Uh, Tina is a lovely woman. She's just, oh, that's so awesome, Axel. Thank you for such your help. You're such a sweetie. And she's like, now go to the ring, love. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you got a match going on. I gotta fight Santa Claus. You go get him, sweetie. And as you go into the ring and kind of do your entrance, Tina's just with this like audience member of like filling out. Okay, so here's what you need to do. You need to make sure that they have all their shots and just <laughs> and just c is continuing to. Just fill out the paperwork so the, the Siberian Husky can be adopted. And you're in the rink. The crowd is just cheering, Axel. And at this point, the camera goes back to the top of the ramp. And Bjorn, the moment I've been waiting for all night, what does Bjorn's entrance look like? And the lights go black and cut. And there's no sound or nothing. And there's like red and green lasers that just start shooting all over the arena. And then at the beginning of some epic Carol of the Bell starts going dang, 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 dang. And then there's soft blue lights that come up a little bit. And then right at the peak of the dang, dang, Jordan kicks open the saloon psych ward doors, holding this huge sack over his shoulder. And Bjorn's massive, like 6'5", 230, 40, 50. I don't even know. I'll do math later. Wearing the full... Santa Claus regalia with big white bearded, big white braided beard, excuse me, long white hair, 
uh, massive boots and red tights and perfect everything. Um, even uh, tattoos of reindeer names and some of them are crossed off because maybe they're not alive anymore. Just stares at the audience whether they're booing or cheering and just slowly starts pulling presents out of his sack and depositing them on the audience whether they want them or not. Just throwing them these big boxes of whatever they could be and just marching to the audience saying naughty or nice to the audience. You, you're the nut. No, nice list. No, you're naughty. Go back. Knows their history and just starts pointing to them as he gets to the ring. He gets to this up to the ring and just holds the sack and just unceremoniously drops it by the turnbuckle. Bow. And then steps over the top rope like a cane would. And then steps, brings his other leg over and then walks into the center of the ring and just gloriously opens his arms showing off his beard and everything else probably looking towards axel but not acknowledging the moment not acknowledging him in the moment this is mine <laughs> just amidst lasers and blue light axel's then, totally in the corner cheering you on to it's completely oblivious to what's going on <laughs> and then i'm i'm gonna notice axel cheering me on and just gonna go huh, nice guy and i'm just gonna stand there in the middle of the ring Taking the moment until the lights come up and until the bell dings. Where is he from? The ghettos of the North Pole? I'm not even sure. The Just... ghettos of the... Oh. All right. Haley and... Axel's from some Strawberry. Accurate thing I've ever heard in my life. Of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, hold up. Let me write this down because that is too cute for him. <laughs> Strawberry, Arizona. Alrighty. And then... Hailing from the ghettos of... The North Pole weighing in at also God knows what. Standing at somewhere between ripped Santa Claus and God, I cannot stop looking at him. Bjorn Kringleson! Alright. Terry just scuffles out of the ring. Ding, ding, ding! The bell rings. So, Kringleson... You start with control of the match. Uh, sweet. I'm going to storm towards Axel. I'm going to attempt to kick him in the stomach and fold him over. And then, how many moves can I give you? I'll give you one so, or two times? It's set up, then Axel responds, then your next transition, Axel responds, and then your big spot. So my setup will be just, I'm going to run up, get him in the, kick him in the stomach, and hope that he folds over. So that he's 90 degrees to the ground. Okay, so that is... So, Axel, your response to that. So as the bell rings, there's an immediate shift in Axel's, like, structure. He goes from, like, the happy guy to, like, now looking like the MMA fighter. So when he goes <laughs> for the kick, I'm going to attempt to catch it and go into a dragon corkscrew. Jesus Christ! As you... Bjorn, as you attempt to go for this kick... Something just switches off in Axel's head, and yeah, so he grabs you, and <laughs> oh, jeez, dragon. And now you are currently on the ground. Bjorn, what is your next step? I'm on the ground facing up, or like face down? Yeah, you're facing up, so I caught your leg, and what I essentially did was just flip underneath it, and then flip you over onto your back. Oh, okay. I'm going to try and kick my leg free, and keep doing the shoulder roll back up to standing. Okay, I will say that you're able to easily stand up. So, uh, Axel, your response to Kringleson standing up and backing uh, away from you. I guess it's going to be going for the collar tie up. They're trying to get him just the collar tie and try to push him back into the ropes. 
Okay. So you push him back into the ropes, and like the previous matches, the <laughs> rope's momentum springs him forward. So Kringleson now is for your spot. So using the momentum, what is your big move here? I'm going to slip underneath his, I guess that would be his left arm, and I'm going to a German suplex straight back. Big boy and, wrestling. Okay. So here's how this is going to work. Because you are not only just wrestling, because of the fact that you are showing off your extraordinary strength by trying to German suplex this big six seven seven monster (laughs) i'm gonna have you roll athletic feet so you are going to roll and then you're gonna add your body to it this one yeah nothing could go wrong put points on the wrong thing i'm pretty sure all right here we go (laughs) here we go botch here we go believe it you yes (laughs) okay so here's what happens so, as you German suplex him, it goes off pretty cleanly, as best as you can. The problem is that you showed off a really cool move, but you can feel in your body, and the audience can see there is a bit of a strain that it took on you <laughs> for trying to do this. So, you get plus one momentum. Okay. And you get a choice between these two things. Number one... Both you are able you. to do the yeah. You are able to do the German suplex, but it hurts. You have to forfeit your next scheduled match while you recover after this, or someone steps in to cover for you and you pull it off with their help. So those are your choices. Ooh, so you, I need help. I need help for this move, or I have to forfeit my next match. Yeah, as you recover, I'll forfeit my next match. I'll just run my mouth for. A match. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Alrighty, so you forfeit your next match. Okay. So yeah, you German suplex Axel to the ground. But your back is just like, oh, uh, my hernia. <laughs> exactly. I forgot I'm 54. Alrighty, but you still maintain control of the match. So what is your next setup? I'm going to, while he's on the ground, I'm going to try and get against the ropes for momentum and jump and just do a flying headbutt. Oh, like old Benoit style. Bang. Damn. Okay. Axel, what is your response to this flying headbutt? A simple, just roll out the way. It's I knew that would happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Easy enough. So, Axel, you just roll out of the way and... Kringle said you just onto the floor. So, what is your next setup slash transition, Kringleson? I'm going to dazed, obviously. I'm going to say I landed beard first. I threw a bad headbutt, so I cushioned myself. I'm going to roll. I'm going to come back to standing, and I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm just going to aimlessly run for a clothesline. Not quite sure where Axel is. Just going to throw my arm into whatever collarbone I can. Axel, your response to the attempted clothesline? Since he's running blindly, I'm going to respond with the, my own kick to the stomach, and then I'm going to go and hold him in. A, I'm going to try to put him into a vertical suplex and hold him for a little bit. Before All I, you right. know, that 10-second hold before I drop him. <laughs> vertical suplex. Bam! Oh, so I'm... Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, great. I'm, I'm holding you in the suplex for a little bit. Just to show off the strength. I'm going to start kicking my feet after about five seconds. 
All right. I, I give you five seconds. <laughs> All right. Then All I'll right. drop him after that five, but yeah. All right. So as you drop him, Kringleson, you are on the floor. So here is your big moment. What is your spot at this point? I'm going to go for a Russian leg sweep. I'll try and get like quick arms side to side, get my leg under, bam, go straight back. Okay. Awesome. So what I'm going to have you do here, Kringleson, is you are going to... I'm going to have you roll and add work to this. Roll and add work? Yep. What I can do. Okay. Russian legs. Mind you, I have a... Ah, it doesn't matter. Four. Oh, no! <laughs> I have Damn. A plus two. I have a plus two in work. Anyway... All right, so you botched the spot. Uh, Axel, describe how you counter this Russian leg sweep. He's going to do it, and just I'm just too big to do it. So he just struggles, and I kind of just catch his leg. I'm like, it's okay, little buddy, and I'm going to hip toss him. All right, so easy enough. Nice. So Kringleson, you tried to chop this giant tree down, but unfortunately you cannot make him go down, and he just, bam! See you to the mat. So, Axel, you are now in control of the match. So, same thing. So, what is your first move here? I'm going to wait till he gets to his hands and knees, and I'm going to go for a gut wrench powerbomb. Alrighty. So, as he, Axel, go, attempts to go for this gut wrench powerbomb, Kringleson, what is your response to this? I'd like to fart at the top apex of the powerbomb. You fart? Axel, what is your response to said fart at the top of this apex? I'm just going to drop him on his head. <laughs> drop him on his head and neck. Like, almost like a pile driver that didn't go well. Damn it. <laughs> uh, oof. Oof. It's bringing back horrible memories, but we'll continue. All right, Bjorn, what is your response to being dropped on your head? <laughs> oh, probably not very good. I'm going to... I'm going to do the Home Alone thing. I'm going to crawl between his legs because now I was on my head and he's still got fart in his face. But I crawl between his legs. I'm going to try and get momentum off the ropes. And I'm going to try and do, I guess that's not really Bulldog, right? It's a DDT, but I'm flying forward. If I go from the ropes from behind. Bulldog. Is that a a Bulldog? Yeah, I'm going to try and get a Bulldog. If I'm facing forward and you're hitting me from the back, and yeah, that's a Bulldog. Right. So I'm going to try and get a Bulldog between his legs, off the rope, into a Bulldog. Okay, so that's what you're doing. Axel, here's the big moment. What is your big spot here as Bjorn goes for this bulldog on you? I'm going to just... I'm going to catch him and then do the spinning sidewalk slam that Kane does. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Alrighty, so in this case, because you are... I will say, because this is you're showing off your physical strength... You're going to roll plus body. So you're going to roll your dice and add body. That's my good one. That's my plus three. I put everything into that. Ooh, nice. Okay. So, Ted, as you sidewalk slam Bjorn into the mat, the crowd, once again, loses their minds. They just jump out of their seats. They are losing their minds. They're like, oh, my gosh. You just hear... Tony from the commentator's desk. The sidewalk slam. Oh my gosh. Axel just put Bjorn to the floor. Okay. So Axel, you still are in control of this match, but you also gain plus one momentum. Sounds so, good. 
back at the top. So what is your initial first move, Axel? I'm going to pick him up and Irish whip into the ropes. Okay. Irish whip into the ropes. Easy enough. I'm going to come off. I'm going to come off. I'm coming off the ropes, ducking, going into the ropes, coming back towards him. All righty. Axel? I'm going to try to hit him with that discus lariat. That's mean. All righty. You know, the whatchamacallit. The whatchamacallit, yes! <laughs> One of your signatures. One of my signatures, yeah. All righty. Bjorn, your response? I'd like to see... I oh, can't see the distance lyric coming. So a... Am I in it, or am I about to be in it? I will say that you have a couple of seconds before impact is made. I said you have to spin around, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh, pull up. I'm going to pump the brakes just enough to do a old-school, old-timey wrestler's thumb-to-the-eye joke. Boom! And just right there. Dunk. Damn. Okay. So you poke his eye out. Axel, so big spot moment. He poked you in the eye. What are you going to do? I'm going to try to put him into the belly rub. My submission hold. So the belly rub, what exactly does that look like? Like it's a standard abdominal twist, so I have him standing right here. I'm going to have his arm up through here, and I'm just going to start wrenching this massive abdominal twist with my big frame. Oh, my god! trying to dominate him physically. Okay. So this one's going to be interesting because you are showcasing this innovative signature move. I'm going to have you roll plus heat. So however much heat you have with Bjorn, you're going to add that to your dice roll. Sounds good. And this is going to be... Uh, because of my one of my moves is it's fake, right? So I'm assuming I get to roll with body with this because it, I'm since I'm trying to dominate him physically. Ooh, that's right. Nice use of the move. I will allow it. So you roll with body instead. Sounds good. Can I roll against this, or this just happens? And I'm adding a plus five to this. So that's just going to be eleven. <laughs> All right. I can't do anything. Not right. No. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> Axel. Okay. I'll take it. Once. It- Jeez. <laughs> All right. So, Axel, again, this crowd is just losing their minds for you. And just the chance for your name, Axel, just start to grow louder and louder. You get plus, you get another momentum, and you are still in control of this match. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm holding him in a submission currently. That's what the, the belly rub is. I'm holding him in a submission, I'm rubbing your belly at the same time. It's called the <laughs> belly rub. So funny. It's me. So. I'm going to, I'm going to put him over, which is I'm going to show vulnerability to an opponent in the ring to make them look good. So I'm just uh, going to start uh, screaming, uh, ho ho, ho ho ho, uh, really awkwardly. I'm gonna, I'm going to build the anticipation by just yelling, "You're never getting on the list. You're still naughty. No!" And just really sell it to the audience that he's destroying me. Jeez. Um, All right. Which means I have to. So, yeah, I have to roll plus work. And I have to get over 10. And if oh, I botch geez. it, and if I botch it, the audience hates me. Oh. If I, I lose one audience if I botch this. But on seven through nine, I gain plus one to the audience. And then he would lose minus one to the audience. No, wait, I'm reading that wrong. You might have this in front of you. You have the book. I don't have the book. Uh,. And this is part of your jobbers. I mean, your veteran. This is stuff, part of the right? veteran, yeah. When you show vulnerability, when you show vulnerability to an opponent in the ring to make them look good, roll plus work. 
And on a 10 plus, I, we both get plus one audience. On a seven or nine, I can gain one and the other loses one. one audience. Your opponent chooses. <laughs> opponent chooses, yeah. So he can choose whatever he wants. And then if I botch it, they hate me even more. <laughs> yeah, you lose one audience and your opponent resents you for your pandering. <laughs> right, so I'm just going to pander. I'm going to go for it. Okay, it's this plus my work, which is great. Okay, Whew, please don't suck. Oh, okay. barely. <laughs> so it's not a botch, but on a seven. Ooh. So Axel, you get to choose. One of you gets a plus one to audience. One of you loses audience. So your choice. Oh, oh man! In the respect of gameplay, I think Axel. I'm going to lose the audience here. I think I'm going to give the audience to Santa Claus here. <gasps> That's very kind. For that kind yeah. of that, that mercy kind of thing here, because he's beating up on Santa Claus. Alrighty. Just for the so, narrative here. Narrative. So, I will say. So, correct me if I'm out of line here, but I want to say that Axel as Santa Claus is writhing in pain, like for a brief moment, the happy-go-lucky animal Samaritan Axel sees Bjorn writhing in pain, and you just, in a brief moment, ease up a little bit on him. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit. Alrighty. So, with that... So that was your response. So, Axel, you're still in control. So what is your second step here? I'm going to attempt to... This is one of my signature moves. So I think I'm just going to... I'm going to continue to apply pressure to the belly rub here. And start... In this case, I'm going to start to red belly his stomach as I'm doing this now. I'm going to start slapping it. Oh, the old... You know, with the his waffle. big meaty <laughs> hand just like... <laughs> to his stomach as I'm cranking on his ad, and this abdominal twist. Bjorn, response. I'm going to... Okay, so wait. So if I'm looped... this And you're definitely... Uh, I'm gonna st <laughs> I'm gonna try and confuse Axel. I'm going to start cheering him on. I'm gonna look at Axel and be like, "Do it again, yeah!" Like really enthusiastically to see if it messes with his mind. Mm, there's the he there's the eroticness. <laughs> yep, like there kinky. it is. It's a matter of time. <laughs> be like in culture. Okay. Mm. So that was your second response. So Axel, big spot time. What are you gonna do as Bjorn is just do it again? Well, I think I'm gonna one up him, and I'm going to change in this abdominal twist, put him over my shoulder, and running power slam in Braun Strowman style. <laughs> Alright, so go ahead and, once again, because you are using your physical strength here, go ahead and roll with your body. That's a 14! <laughs> Jeez! I rolled a 6 and a 5. You're done. Damn! Santa Claus. All right, once again, the crowd pops. You retain control of the match. You gain momentum. But as, so Axel, as you, you know what? Narrate how you finish this. So I'm cranking him on, slap him in the stomach. He goes, do it again. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to pick him up. And I'm going to bronze him and running, body slam him. And just go, I'm sorry, Santa. I'm going to cry as I'm pinning him. All right, so as you do that. Oh, I can't, can't kick. Ah. So as you are <laughs> laying Santa Claus and you pick him up, the ref comes over. One, two, a kick, three, a kick. ding, ding. Your winner of the match, Axel. We start running around the ring like a child's. <laughs> the crowd is just going, Axel, 
Axel, Axel. I'm gonna, but I will, in good sportsmanship, try to help Santa Claus back up. I will let him uh, help me back up. I'm going to go to the turnbuckle where I left the sack, and I'm gonna bring the sack into the ring. I'm gonna pull a list out of the sack, and I'm gonna reach in again and pull out a big feather quill, and I'm gonna write his name on it. And I'm going to hand it to Axel to show him that I wrote it there. I borrowed the dice list. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to try to get on a turnbuckle and fail. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to grab the sack of presents and I'm just going to slowly start walking up the ramp to the backstage. Just dejected that I failed the list. I'm going to scream from the ring. Santa Claus! I'm going to stop halfway. I'm not even going to turn around. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to port to Tina as Tina's going to come out with the little kitty dressed in an elf outfit. I brought you presents! And she's gonna give you a little kitten in an elf outfit. It's a kitten in an elf outfit? Yes. Okay, I'm going to hold it up, and I'm gonna turn back uh, and look at Axel, and I'm gonna put the kitten on my shoulder. It's just gonna chill right there on my shoulder. And I'm just gonna do that old-school Jeremiah Johnson, like, bearded, like, tear-in-the-eye, good man, look back towards Axel. Alright, and then start walking back with my new kitten on my shoulder, which is now a thing. That's canon. There's a kitten on my <laughs> left shoulder wearing an elf. In, in an elf costume. I got you your elf. <laughs> I'm going to start walking to the backstage. Oh, boy. I'm going to spend the rest of my celebration trying to climb to the rope to do the rope celebration, but always mess it up. Either fall <laughs> off or not be able to get there because I'm just too big. Alrighty. And you make your way back to the... Uh, locker room area. Axel, you are celebrating in the ring. As you are continuing to celebrate, you are suddenly with a sharp pain coming from your back. And before you get a chance to realize it, you have fallen from the top turnbuckle and are now staring up to two hooded figures. That wasn't fair. The two hooded figures pull off their hoods and you recognize them as Hanukkah Tanari and Koji Sakamaru, also known as the Sakura Bombs, the Insane Asylum Wrestling Tag Team Champs. In a cute kawaii kind of voice, this is Tana sends her regards and then with their steel pipes just start wailing on you in the middle of the ring. Am I gone yet? Am I still on the ramp? Do I see this? Bjorn, as you turn back and you see what's happening into the ring, you are also struck from behind. Oh, damn it. The kitten has been not on your shoulder, so it's not going to receive any damage. We can't oh, have PETA come. We can't have PETA coming. <laughs> Listen, the kitten. PETA cannot come after this podcast. We are trying yeah. not to upset them. But as you are flung forward from behind, once again, it is the IAW champ Tana, this time holding a wooden baseball bat. Oh my she God. kind of Harley Quinn styles like on the floor, starts to drag it. And then, of course, this is kayfabe, but she takes the bat. She kneels down next to you, Bjorn, and it's just like, I have to protect what's mine. The less competitors in the tournament, the better my chances. Smiles, stands back up. And then starts whipping you with the baseball bat. I'm going to reach into my sack. And <laughs> if you want 
I can roll for what I pull out, or I can just make up what I want to have in my sack. Like mm. I'm being beaten, but I'm trying to get to the sack. Will you let me do that, or is that too hard? No. First off, phrasing. <laughs> Second, it writes itself. I'm just saying. Okay. So I'm gonna have you roll because you are trying to pull out the sack, which is technically a signature move. You're gonna roll plus body for me. Okay. Oh man. The thing I have. Hang on. Let me make sure. Be my minus one. Yeah. Great. All right. Perfect. So good. What's a botch? Botch is six, six or, lower. or lower. Six or lower. I I have to. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling to reach in the sack. That's a three. Damn it. Ooh. Alrighty. So, this is what happens. So, as you continue to reach the sack with and try to pull out something, Tana grabs your hand and kind of smacks it to the like, with kind of places it on the floor, holds her foot above it, and just says, "Aww." I was just, hopefully this isn't your dominant one, Bjorn. And with the tip of the bat straight down, just wham, straight into the hand. You are not injured, but man, that hand is going to hurt for a bit. And then she continues to assault you with the bat. Axel, the Sakura bombs are just beating you with the lead pipe. I try to catch the pipe. All right, so go ahead and roll. So go ahead and roll work. So that's a zero. All right. <laughs> I'm going to spend both my momentum points to make this a 10. Nice. Okay. So, on a 10. So, narrate how you catch it and how you turn the situation around on the twins. I'm going to catch, because assuming it's two of them hit me with two different pipes. So I'm going to catch both pipes and just stand up and push them over the top rope using the pipes. Okay. So, easily enough, you do that. The Sakura bombs, they look at each other all shocked, and then they start to slowly back away to the top of the ramp where Tana is done beating you up, Bjorn. And Axel, from the ring, as you look on from the ring, you just see Tana and the Sakura bombs. All three of them line up at the top of the ramp, holding their titles up at the end high into the air the audience is just boo as iaw goes off the air (laughs) and that my friday night fellas is the end of episode one of friday night fights (laughs) oh oh, man to all the listeners out in internet land thank you for joining us for an amazing show tonight we will be back with next episode so until then from the D vibe tribe productions the cast of friday night fights and myself love each other take care of each other 